Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark time will never fail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 56 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Hi, everyone. This is Chris. You sound very peppy today, Chris. Oh, you think so? Thanks for saying I, that. I do. It's kind of hard to have, you know, one of your traditional opening style phrases for the topic we're discussing today. I couldn't really relate to it. I just went with a, with a friendly greeting. And nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. How are you? I'm pretty good. I um I I got back today from my brother's wedding actually. And he, you were a groomsman, correct? I was a groomsman. I think I did a good job. Good. So he got he got married on Saturday. Congratulations, nice. Andy and Morgan. And where where was, was their wedding in New Jersey? It was in New Jersey, yes. Okay, nice. That's great. So what do they have uh, planned for their honeymoon? They're going to Italy. Their 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 flight actually takes off in like 15 minutes. Oh wow. Yeah, I think they got and, uh, at least a week in Italy. Be over there? A week in Italy? Wow. Something like that. I, I forget. He was you, telling me all the things they're going to do. Now, your family's Italian. Do you have any family in Italy that you like know of or are close there, with? There are some. Um, I've never met them. So do you know if Andy's planning on meeting with anybody? or I, I have no idea. Okay. We'll see. I'll ask him. We'll see. Yeah, see what happens. That'd be cool. Anything... Uh, else going on besides uh andy getting married else going on um i don't think so that was kind of the big news for me this weekend yeah nothing nothing's new really going on with me Allie and i are still watching westworld uh still enjoying it and that's that's pretty much been it i, I started watching independence day resurgence never saw it before is that a Have, series no it's the sequel to independence day oh um i'm halfway through it it's pretty bad Oh, that's too bad. Which is what I heard, but I just felt like I needed to uh, to see the horror. Yesterday, I uh, I helped one of my friends move out of their house, Mark, who was on the podcast uh, about a year ago. He is his mom's selling her house, so we were helping her move a lot of the uh, inside home goods, all outside, some into the dumpster, some out to the street. Um, so it was it was a big project. There's a lot in there. There's a lot getting thrown out. I was able to uh, take some stuff, some DVDs that he didn't want anymore. Um, yeah, so that was a that was a busy day yesterday, but it, it was good to help them out because they have to be out of their house next week. So it's it's coming quick. That was really nice of you to help out. Yeah, it was fun. We uh, we got some pizza for lunch, and uh, they they have a f- huge freezer just filled with food, and they were just saying we need to get all this food out of here. So whenever we needed a break, they had a bunch of those. Like small ice pops that you'd have when you were a kid, like in the plastic wrapper. Oh yeah, I know them. You know those, but they were really good flavors. They weren't like the traditional cherry and like lime. They were uh, green apple and strawberry, and um, oh no, it was watermelon, not strawberry. So it was green apple, watermelon, blueberry, and there's something else. But they were really good because at first I grabbed the red. I just assumed it was going to be cherry. That's what you not, think. Cherry or strawberry, having, safe bet. That's it. Having, having that watermelon uh, sneak up on me was 
very, very welcoming. Yeah, you'd expect a fruit punch before you got a watermelon. Oh, absolutely. I had no idea that was – and it was like a nice – it was like a like – a, I don't want to say a sour watermelon, but it had a little bit of a um, tarty taste to it. Interesting. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so uh, that's what I uh, did yesterday. Dan was home this weekend. Uh, saw some t- – spent some time with Dan. And uh, that's that's pretty much all that's going on over here. Uh, Chris, uh, I have some um, results from our last episode uh, in honor of International Talk Like a Pirate Day. R, yes. That's right. We had Captain Barbosa going at going against Dread Pirate Roberts. Now, I must admit, I made a mistake with this poll. <laughs> uh, I accidentally only set it for one day instead of a whole week, like I usually try to. So I re- reposted it. And currently, we're looking at Captain Barbosa with 67% of the vote, Dread Pirate Roberts with 33% of the vote. But um, we did have some people reach out to us because they were looking to inquire about the scenario. They were asking, oh, is Captain Barbosa dead? Is he undead? Do they have their crews? And I pretty much just said, listen to the episode. So that way you can find out. They are great questions. You do have to know them. You do have to know them going into it. I, I think a lot of people assumed that Captain Barbosa was undead when they voted if they had not listened to our episode, so that might have skewed the results a little bit. But I'm trying to find the original poll I had before I accidentally uh, did it wrong. The original poll was with seven votes, and it was 57% Captain Barbosa, 43% for Dread Pirate Roberts. So it was, it was a little closer. It was a close poll. Yeah, it was a close poll, but that wasn't with as many votes as we have for this one. So Ah, uh, I see. Yes, because it was only up for twenty or yeah, twenty four hours instead of uh, the whole week there. Right. So, so that's what we're looking at. So, in addition to our previous episode, which if anyone hasn't listened to it, please go out and listen to it. We also have a new review. Chris, you want to take the helm on this one? Sure, I'll I'll take this one. This is a really nice review from Afronaut Sal. Uh, he says, "Been listening to this podcast since it was featured on Podbean, and while the sound quality has improved, the Loctite arguments and loose definitions of the transitive property have remained the same." It's a creative show, and it has made me actually laugh out loud many times. My only suggestion would be to Chris. Since all of Steve's characters seem to have the dodging ability of an agent from the Matrix, possibly consider choosing combatants with some sort of heat-seeking or other tracking weaponry. Great show. The only thing I follow on Twitter. The only reason I have one. And I can only hope they continue fake battling for years to come. Sal from Alaska. That was such a nice review. That was really, really nice to see. That is a really nice review. Thanks, Sal. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sal from Alaska. I remember you texted me and you said, we got a new review and it's very, very nice. And I and I couldn't access it for some reason. I was having some problems and I finally got to see it. And I thought it was will, very well written. Like if Sal released was, maybe like yeah. a poetry collection or short stories, I would uh, take a look at that. It'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful. Uh, I appreciate him giving us uh, credit for improving our sound quality. I definitely think that's increased in the past months. And uh, we definitely have loose definitions of the transitive property. Well, you said we. All I right, think I, I have a pretty firm grasp of it. All right. I'll take full responsibility for that. <laughs> and I will fully admit that my characters are uh, are pretty dodgy. And, uh, uh, I'm just waiting for your guy today, Steve. When you picked him, I was just like, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what we're doing, though. We'll see what we're doing. So, um, Chris, what do you got for a fictional background for our friend Sal? Uh, I think I zeroed in on this one uh, pretty close. So, um, Let's see what we got. So, Afronaut Sal is his username. Um, I so Afronaut, I believe from Googling is just an astronaut with an afro. Okay. So I was looking into 
uh, astronauts with afros. I couldn't find any. So I was thinking, well, maybe he used to be an astronaut, an astronaut and has since grown an afro and now is an astronaut. So I looked at all the uh, list of astronauts. There's only That's a one extensive list, right? There, there was a lot. Yeah. But luckily I had control F. I looked for Sal. There's only one Sal that I think could fit the bill of like a, uh, I went male. The only female that what it could have been was Sally Ride. And I don't think this was from her. Okay. So, uh, the only one I thought that could grow an afro is Salazan Sharapov. He's a Russian cosmonaut now. Uh, from uh what is he was born in what is now Kyrgyzstan. Sorry if I pronounced your home country wrong, Sal. Uh <laughs> he uh he's been into space twice. And as you know, the R- Russia is very close to Alaska, so he might have moved to Alaska and grown Absolutely. an afro. Right. Also, if you look at his uh picture on Wikipedia, he also seems to be a connoisseur of the unibrow. All right, so, so possible Russian cosmonaut mm-hmm. moved over to Alaska, grew an afro, grew an afro, and also has a unibrow. Maybe unless you got unless you shaved it, it could be an old picture. The, the, yeah, that's true. That's true. Having a, a an afro going into space would not be a smart move. And NASA probably doesn't let you have the afro in space. So it was kind of like a, a celebratory measure after completing his uh, space trips coming down letting the hair just go out yeah it's like a badge of honor for retired astronauts to grow an afro uh, i hear it i hear what you're saying i think i think you hit it right on the money we'll see let me know sal let me know how close it is. yeah let us know how we did there sal and thank you so much for your review we really really appreciate it thank you chris you ready to get started i think i'm ready steve but look we'll see how it goes all right Please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today we're, in honor of National Comic Book Day, which is the release of this episode, correct? Yes, September 25th. We are choosing two comic book characters to fight. But I suggested to choose two lesser known comic book characters because i thought it would be funnier and then we could uh, educate some people on some of the the more the more niche characters in the comic book universe i think that's a great idea you know you have your your top tier comic book characters your batman your superman spider-man captain america everyone knows those guys your thor your hulk absolutely but uh you got the underdogs here the, the the tier three that you really never get to hear about and uh, we're we're picking two of those, and uh, I think they're interesting picks. I think so too. Now you sent me a link, and this link had it was like the top ten tier three Marvel characters that you've never heard of before. Yeah, of course, some guys list. Yeah, yeah, and um, so we're picking two people off of this list, and yeah, so we the, we both do have Marvel people, right? Yeah, they're both Marvel people, and we just want to establish we love DC also. Yeah, it just was worked out like that. It's just the way it worked out. Easy planning. Um, my favorite, my favorite comic book movie of all time is The Dark Knight. So I love DC and Marvel. So no need to to hate anybody out there. But we're focusing on Marvel this week. We can do a DC one later on in the year, perhaps. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll look into that. We'll we'll make up for it. Yes. And uh, so the the list of the top ten. We're well, not really top ten, but 
list of 10 Marvel characters you never heard of. It was pretty interesting. I, I honestly have never heard of any of them. Me neither. Never heard of a single one. Yeah. Um, do you remember some of the ones that were on there besides the ones that we picked? Oh. Um... Here, I actually have the link up right here. Um, so, so one of them was uh, Crossfire, who was kind of a uh, counterpoint villain for Hawkeye. Uh, he's kind of got like a sniper instead of a um, instead of oh, a yeah. bow and arrow. He's a gun guy. Yeah, he kind of looks like Deadshot from the DC comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they re- even described him as definitely not Deadshot. Yeah, exactly. He seemed like he was pretty much copying off of it. Uh, there's Arabian Knight, who is a Muslim superhero from uh, the Marvel canon. Uh, who else is there? We got Angar, the Screaming Hippie. I almost I picked him. Pretty interesting. Almost yeah, picked yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, reading into this one, he was actually... Uh, in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which takes place in the MCU. So yes, technically, Angar, the Screaming Hippie, is part of the MCU. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Frogman, which seemed really stupid. Didn't even read his description. I saw first, the picture, and I was like, nope. Well, at first, I was having some hope. I thought this could be really interesting. But he has no superpowers. He just looks like a man frog. He, he dresses like a frog, and he wears these boots that have, like, electrical shock coils that give him the ability to jump really high and really far distances so that's why he's frogman but it's not like he has a long tongue or you know can breathe underwater or anything along those lines interesting uh, there's, there's one called payback which kind of seems like a foe for the punisher because his um his shirt is the punisher skull with a giant um like no sign over top of it yep he has some history with the punisher uh we also so had uh, Flag Smasher, which I never heard of this one, and he's apparently someone who's like completely against nationalism, uh, where he tries to like destroy flags and <laughs> tear down, I don't know, nationalist societies. The picture um, is a costumed man screaming, "We pledge allegiance to no flag." Yeah, it was, it, it kind of looked weird. He looks. Weird. And then there's a uh, one called Death Cry, which is um, this one's kind of weird. She's like a warrior. Um, she seems as though she's kind of like um, a foe to the Kree in the Marvel Universe. But um, those were the ones that were like, nah. So we're picking the two that we thought of that list really made the cut. So what are we going with here? So I've chosen Swarm. Very interesting backstory. And I'm excited to talk about it. And then I, I also picked Zemnu. That's how I'm thinking it's pronounced. Would you agree with that? I Chris? would also say Zemnu. Yeah, it's X E M. N-U, Zemnu. And uh, this this one's very interesting also. But uh, let's let's start off with a little background information on Swarm there. So I chose Swarm because of his background and yeah. not really for his fighting abilities. So we'll see how this goes. So um, Swarm's real name is Fritz von Meyer. He was born in Leipzig, Germany, and became one of Adolf Hitler's top scientists. Yeah. So started off his career as a Nazi scientist, escaped capture after World War II to South America, where he became... You guessed it, a beekeeper, where he um, worked on mutating bees and uh, to increase their intelligence, and yeah. he hoped to control the bees. I guess he thought that would be a good, a good use of his time. So um, eventually, he finds this swarm of bees unlike any bees he's ever seen. They're, they're really smart, but they're, they're passive. They, he wants attack bees. He wants, like, killer bees. So he... Oh, and by the way, he believes that they got their intelligence from a meteorite. So that's just another piece of information. They're meteorite-irradiated super bees. 
Yeah. So he's like, I know what to do. I will mutate them some more to make them, like, uh, attack bees. However, it kind of goes wrong, and they attack and kill him. Not before his consciousness <laughs> is absorbed into the swarm of bees. Insane. Insane. So he literally is a skeleton. So he starts off as a skeleton. Later on in his life, he actually, he may or may not have lost his skeleton. It's unclear to me. If yeah. you're an expert on the the Marvel villain uh, swarm, please let me know if he has a skeleton. Anyway, he's a skeleton surrounded by a mass of bees. I think like tens of thousands ish. It's, um, it's yeah, as many as you could possibly think. That uh contains his consciousness and the super smart bees. So he's like human shaped, but he's made of bees. Right. It's it's it, he looks like a human except. It's made of bees. And don't forget now, he is a Nazi as well. He's also a Nazi, and he has a giant purple cape. Yeah, he does in this picture. I don't know if he ever, like, I feel like his bees, so he can control the bees telepathically, I suppose. I don't know. They're like a, it's like a organism. I don't, I don't know. He controls all the bees. Is every single bee, uh, does he control each one? Or is is there a central hub that controls all the bees? There's not really, it's like a swarm intelligence. There's not like a main hub. So the one thing that is important to them, though, to maintain the bee colony, there is a queen bee. So that is important. But but that's not like the source or anything of like, he can control bees without the queen bee. He just needs the queen bee to get more bees. Okay. Uh, He's a bad guy, obviously. Nazis don't usually become good guys in comic books. Usually, usually, usually not. No. So because he's made of bees, he can fly. Uh, also because he's made of bees, he's said to be intangible because you can't really grab. He's made. You can't of bees. they grab him? Yeah. Uh, he can shape shift because he can change the shape of his uh, his swarm, and then right. he mentally controls these bees. So that's kind of he's his a, deal. Um, his, his, his evil plots, like generally to me seem to, uh, revolve around exterminating humans. So insects can rule the world in, in some stories he can control other insects other than just bees, but that's kind of his thing. He's like, insects are better than humans. I'll kill all the humans. Insects will take over. Yeah. He's a, he's an interesting person. Just not by just by his looks, but by by his idea, his origins. He, he looks like he's going to be a threat. I I think so. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully one day we'll see him in the MCU. <laughs> he's a um he's a frequent villain. Well, frequent is like two times to Spider Man. Yes, I did see that. It looks like he's part of the uh, the Sinister Six at one point. Yes, yes. So hey, there you go. He could be uh, if they ever do a Sinister Six movie, maybe he can be part of it. I would. They they would be remiss to leave him out. That would be awesome. It'd be great. So, uh, so that, that's the swarm. So I'm going to do a little bit about, uh, Zemnu here. Uh, the way Zemnu looks, I might need a little help describing this, Chris. I don't know if you have a picture of him. Sure, I have, I have what, multiple pictures. You saw what he looks like. He kind of looks like, like a giant, like. I would say start off picturing a Yeti. Okay, that's a good idea. So a Yeti, except no hair, right? Or well, no, he's covered in hair, but so he has hair on his, so. So there's a couple different versions of him because he can like regrow like body parts and like right. he can also like kind of transfer his consciousness to other bodies that yeah, then take yeah. on his original form. So it's like right. it's tricky to know what he actually looks like. So in this one picture we're looking at, his body does seem to be hairy. There's so another gonna... picture though where he seems to only have a beard and his body doesn't have hair. Exactly. 
So I'm going to say that he kind of looks like a Yeti covered in white hair. Sure, yeah, yeah. And white, and white fur. Uh, looks pretty jacked, pretty strong. Uh, yep. His, his origins is pretty interesting. So he was on like a, a prison world, and he was able to escape in a supply ship. And on the ship that he hijacked on his way home, uh, he didn't have enough uh, fuel, I suppose, to get him back home, and he ended up crash landing on Earth. While he was on Earth, he pretty much like mind-controlled some people to help him rebuild his ship. And he was able to escape, but while he left, the person who he mind control, like, figured out what was going on and tried, like, hurting his ship somehow in space. And then um, something was going on, and Zemnu was going near the sun. So Zemnu used his telekinetic ability to have asteroids hit his ship, which sent him back towards Earth. And he crash lands on Earth. And then he tries, like, taking over a small town with his mind control. And then eventually he's going to leave again. And he returns to his home planet, which is, I believe it's unknown what his uh, home planet is. And while he's at his home planet, he finds out that his entire race has been wiped out by disease. So then he decides to go back to Earth. And he takes over the body of an astronaut named uh, Richard uh, Richmond Wagner, excuse me. And, uh, like, while he's there, he becomes the host of a kid's television show called The Astronauts. And, wait, um, wait, what's it called? It's called The Astronauts. That's funny. We just got a review from an Afronaut. I know. It kind of works out perfectly. And um, he was trying to, like, take over the world by, um, like, what his overall goal was, was to take all of these human children take over their minds by being the host of the show and then take them back to his planet to repopulate it so that way um there could just be people moving there because they wouldn't be his species anyway and um he was thwarted by the defenders which in this world or not in this world but in this instance was made up of the hulk dr strange and namor and i mean he's just kind of had interactions with a lot of different uh marvel characters she hulk groot uh, Groom, Blip, Taboo, um, Adam Warlock, The Punisher, Deadpool, uh, Iron Man, Emma Frost. So he's kind of been all over, but. And I've never heard just, of him. I've never heard of him either, but just to kind of summarize his abilities, he has hypnotic rays, which can like take over other people and they can go great distances, which can cover pretty much the entire earth. Uh, he also has the ability of telekinesis so he can move things with his mind. Um, he's also really strong. He's also very intelligent. And um, he can reform himself and take over like a host body. So uh, his conscience, I guess, is inside of another body. So it seems like it's hard to pretty much full out destroy him. But yeah, he, gets, um, he gets beat a lot in typical Marvel villain fashion, but he never right. really gets killed. Right, exactly. Yeah, he always comes back somehow. And um, he seems like a propagandist because he's trying to... You know, convert children to his uh, his evil ways in order to kidnap them and take them back to his home planet to repopulate and continue the continue the planet. So that's a that's a little bit about Zemnu. Fingers crossed. Who knows? We've been really good at predicting things, so maybe he'll enter the MCU. In He's the pretty near cool. He is really. And he'd cool. be a good um, villain to fight the Hulk. Because yeah, it seems it seems like he's fought the Hulk. Yes, uh, he's fought the Hulk in comics before. So yeah, and he he is also known as Zemnu the Hulk. Uh, also called the Living Hulk. Um, so he's, he's had some nicknames involving the Hulk. Yeah. 
But if they uh, they they said that they're not going to do a solo Hulk movie again because of the the rights issues because uh, who owns it? Um, Universal owns the rights to it, so they probably won't do a solo one ever again just because it's so um, convoluted in order to get that to go. But you never know. Maybe something will happen with him. Maybe he'll be a a side villain in one of the the future MCU movies. You never know what's going to happen. We'll see. We will see. All right, so so what do we got going on here? What's what's your tactic, Chris? My tactic is, I guess, just general annoyance. Okay. Via bees. So you're just gonna just annoy us? Well, I mean they're they're like bloodthirsty super bees. Don't forget. Okay. And sometimes my bees can grow to giant sizes as well. Okay. At least for a bee, it didn't really say what exactly giant is. Like, for a bee, giant's, like, maybe just, like, a football-sized bee. I'm not sure. So, I mean, giant bees stinging you is going to hurt. We don't know whether you're allergic to bees. It's never come up in any of Zemnu's stories that I could find. <laughs> so, I mean, his his race was wiped out by disease. We don't know if that wasn't bee allergy. This is true. Um... I'm gonna start now, I mean, with that. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see your play and see how I have to react. So, I mean, we have to see, like you said, what what's the size of these giant bees? Because we have to look at the size the size of the stingers. Because I was doing some research and just take the average bear, okay? Bear. You'll see videos like bear. Yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll see videos of bears, and you know they're going after the the honeycomb or whatnot, and they're being engrossed by bees. And the research that I've seen shows that. These stingers cannot go through the fur and does not affect the bear whatsoever. That's why the bear has no problem getting the honey. And if you watch videos, the bear is just kind of doing its thing. And bears aren't allergic to bees either, so. Correct. Well, no, I mean, we don't know that, they, <laughs> that they're not allergic to bees. But, I mean, if we're looking at Zemnu here, and if you have some bees coming at him, depending on the length of your stinger, I mean, your stinger has to be significantly long in order to really get through his thick fur and you know, get to his, his skin, essentially, and to do some real damage. Here's some words that were used to describe his bees. At least the queen okay. bee. Where's Gig- this coming from? Gigantic. Gigantic again. Those are the only two words they used to describe the bees. <laughs> so that's all I have to go off of. But the bees have become gigantic. Okay. And did Gi- you did, do you remember in- when they got exposed to meteorite radiation? Oh, I do. How could I forget? So you also might get like cancer from the bees. That's if they're able to penetrate the skin with their with their with their gigantic stingers. With their stingers. Now let me ask you a question. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know this since you are a bee connoisseur. A lot of times when a bee stings the host, the stinger falls out. The bee that dies. depends on the type of bee. This is true. I did see that in my research as well. Um, so are you using so are you using bees that don't that aren't suicidal? The, I mean, he bred these bees, like, specifically to, like, be for combat. So I'm assuming he wouldn't use those type of bees. Okay. I would hope that he planned, like, for his bees to sting things multiple times. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, he's, he's thinking ahead. He doesn't want to have kamikaze bees that every time they do something, they end up dying right away. Right, exactly. Yes. He is a world expert on toxic poisons and beekeeping. So he knows his stuff. I wonder when he did all of his bee research. Was that in South? Uh, it's or that, unclear that in if he was interested in bees while being a scientist in Nazi Germany working for Adolf Hitler 
or right. after fleeing to South America after World War II. I, mean, I don't know when the bee interest started. It's possible that they were looking into possibly weaponizing those bees in that, Nazi Germany. I, I think like that's that a safe sick. assumption. Yeah. I mean, they were looking at so much stuff over there. You never know. I mean, Indiana Jones shows us that they were trying to use the Ark of the Covenant as a weapon. Mm-hmm. So if they're going after biblical devices, I don't see why they wouldn't try weaponizing bees. You got to keep your bases covered. Exactly. If one thing goes south, you have something else to rely on. This was plan B. Oh, oh <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so so Zemnu, I'm going to argue he he can use his mind control and we have two options here. I could try mind controlling all of your bees or your queen bee, take control of the queen bee and order her to, you know, stand down or for all the other bees to commit suicide and kill themselves or to fight each other. That way they're turning on themselves. So they're distracted. Or I could use what he's good at and try to mind control other people and to bring them and use them pretty much as human shields and have all those humans take the damage while Zemnu will be safe. So that way the bees are getting exhausted. They're spreading out their resources. It's funny. When you mentioned all the things that, that you could do to his bees, a lot of those actually happened to him in different stories. But not well, by Zemnu. Not by Zemnu, though. They've never fought. But uh, other... Because usually they fight good guys. But um, he he has... His bees have been used to... People have told his bees to rot to leave. They They go after the queen. They make his bees fight. He's, he's he's dealt with all this stuff. And he was able to, to get out of it no problem? Well, I mean, the problem was he had to, you know, run away in disgrace. But he, he didn't die. Okay. <laughs> he always well, finds a way out of it. it seems he's a scrappy like, Nazi. He just... Yeah. He just keeps, he just keeps moving from place to place. back up. Yeah, that's why I was, yeah. I was mentioning earlier that I was unclear about his skeleton. Because it mentioned that he, at first, all he had was his... The only piece of his body left was the skeleton and the beast surrounded it but uh-huh. like later on after different fights like he lost the skeleton i think but he still had the bee control like he's just the bees now i don't know okay. it's confusing to me yeah yeah it seems it's not important to my argument whether or not he has a skeleton i don't think he needs the skeleton no it could be scarier if you're just like if the bees move and there's a skeleton there but that is pretty yes. That's pretty freaky. Something that you don't have is the element of surprise, which I feel is very, very important. When it well, comes you're to a giant monster. Battle. You don't. You, it's going to be hard for you to surprise me. It also depends where we're fighting here. I mean, if we're fighting in the Arctic, I'm golden. I'm oh like man, Yeti. yeah, you're good. You know? but, but if I we're mean, fighting I'm in South America, we, that's my home turf. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do have home field advantage. But if we're fighting in South America, there's also a lot of weird animals out there in the world. I mean, people might think it's Sasquatch. People have Sasquatch sightings all over the world. Are you saying that people may have um, seen Zemnu and thought it was a Sasquatch? It's possible. It's totally possible. It is possible. Have you ever seen those shows looking for uh, Bigfoot? I watch them all the time. And it's always disappointing because at the end of every episode, they always lead into the next thinking that they're going to find Bigfoot. Um, So one thing that Zemnu does is... So you 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 kind of quickly glossed over when Zemnu's first trip to Earth. So when when he originally crashed on Earth, he was kind of like unconscious, and this one guy found him and kind of brought him back to life. Yeah. And that one guy, um, he he mind controls that guy. To Joe get him, Harper. 
yes, to get him to do stuff for him. Yeah, and then and eventually, like you ship. said, goes on to mind control a lot of other people to rebuild his ship. But right. Jim Harper kind of like, well, he's going to spare. Basically, when when his ship takes off, it's going to have enough power to destroy the Earth. Mm-hmm. And Jim Harper's like, oh, I don't want him to destroy the Earth. So he sabotages his ship. And that's why he got sent in orbit around the sun. Yes. So. So his mind control does have limits. That's true. And I'm going to get to that. Okay. I just wanted to mention, what? Did, why did I start telling that story? I don't know. It's kind of. I had a reason. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> happened with with Harper that he was able to uh, get out of the mind control or something. So yeah, so there. Are, I think there are some limits for Zemnu's mind control, and it seems to depend on his power level. Because like, I think it's also distance. Sometimes, like, there's been times when he's powerful enough to just mind control everyone on Earth. But then there's right. other times when he, like, loses the ability to mind... Like, he doesn't have enough power to mind control anyone. Right. Like, for for some reason, he, he's had trouble mind controlling the Hulk. The Hulk seems to be, like, immune to his mind control. But he's been able to mind control, or at least mess with his mind, of Doctor Strange, who's, like, very into that kind of stuff. It seems like... Yeah, I guess it depends on the... Um... The inherent structure of that individual person, maybe when it is not Bruce Banner and it is the Hulk, maybe the gamma radiation kind of, but I don't know. Cause like the Scarlet Witch and I mean, this is in the MCU film, so it's different than the comics, but like in the movie age of Ultron, like she was able to take over the Hulk's mind. No problem. Right. That's so, I true. Mean, that just, I mean, that, that just might be a, a film interpretation. Yeah, sure. I remembered why I started telling that background story. Oh, go ahead. Because when, he basically, when he mind-controlled everyone to rebuild his ship, he also mind-controlled them to forget about him. So no one remembered him. I thought that was funny. <laughs> well, that like right the, there, element of surprise. The citizens of the Earth the, spent, like, years rebuilding an alien ship and forgot about it. And totally forgot about it. If he's walking through South America trying to sneak up on the house of our good friend Swarm here, if people see him, mind-control him, wipe their memory, they're going to completely forget that they ever saw him. He's just going to keep going along his way. Well, that good luck mind-controlling all the insects on the way, and in, they could just come warn me. Now, now this is the thing, too. I forget if you mentioned this at the beginning, but is it every insect, or is it just bees? No. Well, okay. Sometimes Swarm can control or at least talk to other insects. Okay. So so the key word there was sometimes. Yeah. It depends on the writer of that, that comic, I guess. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming that you're taking that. If needed, I will recruit other insects to my cause. Okay. Now I'm I sure imagine you're, you would have trouble with fleas. I'm going to try to get you some fleas in your beard. Uh, oh, that'd be rough. <laughs> how, could, how, how dare you? How dare you're you? You're going to be so annoyed with all the fleas and the bee stings, you're just going to leave. That's if, this, if that's if the bee stings are going through the fur. Ex- right. If the gigantic bee stings are going through the fur, you're right. Yes. <laughs> just wanted to point now, that out. This, I also could use my telekinetic abilities to kind of keep you from separating, keep you tight. I could put you in like a bee cage, and then what's there a, you are. What's a bee cage? There. Like a bee keep, you know what I mean? Like one of those boxes with the, with yeah. the where then, they slide out the honeycomb like, thing? Now, this is the thing, too. I mean, he's super, super smart, Zemnu. We've already established that. Mm-hmm. And since you are a beekeeper, I'm assuming that you have all of the materials and supplies that you're average everyday beekeeper would have one of which is that gas that they have in order to kind of put the bees to sleep oh yeah so i get you inside like a beekeep 
And being Zemnu, being smart, he's walking around and he knows what he's looking for. He's going to find it eventually. He takes it. He puts it right in the bee key. All your bees are going to fall asleep pretty much. So your body is just going to disappear into, you know, thousands and thousands of bees on the floor. And then I can open it and just squish all of you. That's going to take a long time, but you can try. To squish all of of you? If if some can escape, I can use my queen bee to regenerate my body. But but you got to remember, they're all sleeping. Well, if. Maybe um, the queen isn't. Just got to get away now, with her. If I, now, is is the queen bee pretty much like the central hub of this control system here? If I take out the it, queen bee, is it gone? Is it is it a done deal? No, I can. St- I still can control all my body bees. It's just I, I I can't make more bees until I find a new queen bee. Okay, you can't make more bees, but can you can still recruit other bees though? Correct. Yes. Even without a queen bee. I believe so. Okay. Yes, the danger of losing the queen is well. Sometimes if you like if if you take the queen and like there was one story where someone took the queen and like threw it like really far and all the bees left to follow it. Okay. So but then your body would just manifest over there. Well, in that story he still had a skeleton. So his he was like kind of just a skeleton then. But okay. then like luckily there was a queen bee in this in the skull to regenerate his body. Oh wow. It was silly. Yeah, this is really open to interpretation here. Yes. Swarm is an interesting guy. It seems like he kind of has the power of Voldemort with his Horcruxes. <laughs> maybe maybe he does. His skeleton is Where one of them. The right. Queen Bee's one. The Queen Bee's one. The Purple Cape's I mean, probably one. I think the most you could do is seven. That was like the most powerful magical number. That's if he is doing his Horcruxes. Yeah. I don't know if, the Swarm, if Swarm has seven of them. He has white gloves in one of the pictures. Could his, be a... cape could, his cape could be one. The white yeah. gloves could be one. Mm-hmm. He has kind of like blue eyes coming out of that that's yeah look. having blue eyes doesn't make any sense for being made out of bees yeah maybe yellow that would make more sense can can the bees like make honey on his person i, I don't see why not i mean that could be a setback your feet get all sticky you're stuck to the ground you're not gonna be able to fly well they wouldn't just do it you know unless i told them to oh okay they're not just gonna randomly make honey we're honey? in battle mode but but bees battle love bees. making but bees love making honey. Battle bees. That's a bees, new show. Wait, I, wait, wait I let's go like... back to this. Bees love making honey? Are honey you sure bees. about that? Honeybees. Yeah, these aren't honeybees, Steve. These are killer okay, bees. Okay, so they're... All right, so there's no honeybees. There could be some mixed in who, like, got caught up in it, but it's mostly killer bees. All right, so mostly killer bees, some honeybees. Sure, why not? I mean, I I don't... I can't say for sure there's no honeybees. There's, like, 10,000 of them. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to say. It's, it was funny that you were saying you were going to use, like, that beekeeper smoke stuff. Because yeah. there was one time when the swarm was defeated when Peter Parker, or Spider-Man, got insect repellent on his suit by accident. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I, I see what just, you're doing there. I just thought that was funny. He just, Basically, in the story, Spider-Man just, like, bumped into it and got it on himself. <laughs> and now Swarm, s- s- the bees that were making him, some of them are afraid of Spider-Man now. Ooh, so I, maybe I should team up with Spider-Man. <laughs> Good luck getting evil uh, Zemnu to team up with Spider-Man. Yeah, I think Sp- – well, Spider-Man might see me and say, whoa, that is so cool. 16-year-old Peter Parker seeing this, like, Yeti-looking thing walking around Brooklyn. Or, yeah, no, until he from, found out that it was, like, from? enslaving humanity to, like, make children's cartoons. All right, that actually – all right, he might be okay with that. Spider-Man is not from Brooklyn. I forget where he's from. The Bronx? I don't know. Manhattan? 
I forget what it is. King, uh, Queens. That's where he's from. He's from Queens. All right, sure. I just want to. I just want to make sure I put that out there before somebody uh, called me out for. Yeah, people correct us all the time. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Spider Man can't make any mistakes. No, no mistakes. No mistakes. So, I mean, those those are the powers I'm looking at here. I can mind control you. Hopefully, trying to see if I can get the Queen Bee to order your bees to do something else. Um, some kind of tele tele. Well, I can't speak to telekinesis. Um, I mean, you're not going to have any insect repellent with you that'd be kind of silly to have no i don't keep that no yeah so i can't really use that you'd have to go find it it'd be very inconvenient i mean going through the woods of south america the rainforest it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy to find anything along those lines (laughs) yeah my my strategy is is um more general annoyance i you definitely have the have me beat on power but oh yeah when it comes to strength Hands down. I Steve, got let me ask you this. What's your sure. opinion on bees? I think they're they're good. What? Really? I mean, like, we need them. I know there's, like, a honey All right. bee if you're If you're mowing the lawn and you okay. see a bee, is your reaction like, oh, good, there's a bee here? So I will, I will be honest. I'm not the kind of person who will duck and hide and run away if I see a bee. 100% pos- uh, honest right now. Like, that does not really happen to me. Okay, you're really hurting my argument here. I'm sorry. Bees freak me out. When I see a bee, I run away. Yeah, I'm have not. Have you gotten stung by a bee before? I have gotten stung by a bee before. You How know what? That? I will be on. I will. I will be honest though. I'll, I will say this. I hate wasps more than I hate bees. Oh, the wasps are way worse. Yeah, the wasps are way worse. Now, I'm assuming you can control wasps. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Why not? You just throw it in there. Well, sure. I can also make a gigantic killer bee, which is pretty much a wasp. Uh, if I if I saw a wasp flying around me, I would probably start to run away a little bit. I'm not a huge right. fan of, I mean, of, of wasps. Yeah. You walk into a room and you see a beehive with a bunch of bees. Would you like sit down and eat your lunch in that room, or would you leave? Um, I'd I'd, I'd leave. Okay, yeah. that's all I'm trying to get at. Bees are just—they're not. You don't want to be around them. And I'm hoping Zenda would come the same thing. He'd be like, "This planet is not worth it. I have to deal with all these bees. No thanks." I'll find another planet. In the summertime, in our pool shed in the backyard, when I go in there sometimes to get some pool equipment or whatever, uh, in the corners, there's always wasps oh, yeah. kind of hanging down. And we keep a uh, wasp nest spray right there. And I mean, and this stuff shoots pretty, pretty good, pretty far. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's like instantaneous. The moment that spray hits the wasps, I mean, they're dying. <laughs> um, I wish I wish Zemnu had that 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 knowledge to to pick up some wasp killer spray at the Ace Hardware on his way down. But that is really nice of you to fight me in South America, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm helping you out. That's that's the thing with Zemnu. I mean, he doesn't know any better, like you said. Um, he he's been here before, but he really doesn't know anywhere else. So one place is pretty much the same place to him. It's all it's all new, no matter where he goes. I mean, Zemnu, his overall goal is to just pretty much he wants to control people so if i end up like controlling a whole bunch of humans killing some of you while i'm at it and taking them back and colonizing my planet and trying to start a new species there i'd, I'd be okay with that i'm not going to bring any bees that's for sure no honey up there <laughs> you're staying you're not coming so maybe they could come to like an amicable agreement where you would you know mind control some some of you you know actually that would that would work well with Swarm's ultimate goal of destroying humanity so that insects can take over Earth. If you mind you control know, Chris, all the humans and take them? Yeah. We didn't even think feel, about that. 
I feel like for once on our show, we're we're coming to an agreement with both of our uh, our characters here. And in isn't that, that what we really try to do on this show? Find the truth that's of what who would win. Find. Exactly. And, and in this, everyone wins. That's right. You're getting your goal of a planet consumed by insects. I'm getting my goal of a planet consumed with people. Wow. Great work. It's very it's great very work today. Very serendipitous. But we will let the listeners decide. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put the fight poll up. Absolutely. So before uh, before we head out of here, Chris, do you have any uh, fun facts about anything that uh did I mention that um the swarm was uh one of Adolf Hitler's top scientists who escaped after World War II and became a beekeeper in South America where he uh encountered um a tribe of bees that were mutated by a meteorite that he tried to control but then was killed by them and transferred his consciousness to them? Yeah. yeah All right, because that's that's my inter- interesting fact for today. Yeah, that's that is a character fact, that exists. Yeah, my only interesting fact is that um, he hosted a TV show for kids called Astronauts and tried taking over all of their uh, their minds, which is actually pretty funny. What are your thoughts on the use of a children's TV show to enslave humanity? Um, have Do you, you think ever that watched... could explain SpongeBob SquarePants? Say, have you ever watched Sesame Street? I mean, that is pure propaganda right there. That's the true. Agenda is being promoted, to t- teaching people how to count. Pure capitalism. What do they want them to count? Money. Do they count money? I don't know. They count lots of things. I'm sure they have. But that's what they start. That's what they start with. They want the kids to know money. They want them to know all of that very well, so that way they're able to control. I think their you minds. might be reading into Sesame Street too much. No, no. And you know they're trying to get people to be healthy with the Cookie Monster not eating as much cookies. Come on. Or Oscar the Grouch recycling more. I'm telling you, this These is the good liberal lessons. agenda taking over of our country. So you think Zemnu got to the Sesame Street writers and is like, start with this, then I'm going to work in my building my giant ship, then after that we're going to do a bunch of episodes on returning to my home planet and becoming my new species. Well, this is the thing. Doesn't Zemnu look like he'd fit perfectly on Sesame Street? Yes, he does. Like, he, he literally, he could walk up and he could just pretend to be somebody in a suit. <laughs> and during the audition, during the audition, they'd think, "Wow, this person is 100% committed." They'd Very think dedicated. He'd be like, he'd be like, uh, "What's the one actor who played Lincoln? Daniel Day Lewis." Yeah, you know, he's like, he he completely embraces the role. And even when they're not filming, he would just be Zemnu because that's who he is. But they think that he would just be the actor, completely, um, you know, embracing that character. I have some interesting facts about Zemnu. Sure, go ahead. At one point, when he was defeated. Um, he was turned over to, bum, 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 uh, big Enel, Enelwin, an alien who collected teddy bears and thought Zemnu was a teddy bear. It's a big teddy bear. A very large teddy bear added to his teddy bear collection. Zemnu was able to use his hypnotic powers to convince, uh, this guy to release all of his teddy bears. So that was a short term capture. It was a pretty weird plan for the people who defeated him. Like, oh, we defeated this evil criminal. Let's give him to this guy who collects teddy bears and thinks he's a teddy bear. Nothing could go wrong. I really want to see that guy's uh, teddy bear collection because I'm curious to see if Zemnu would stand out or if Zemnu would <laughs> like, just Did he only collect giant teddy bears that looked like right. yetis? That's but, a good point. But, but he doesn't have is, it anymore because Zemnu convinced him to release it. Yeah. And now he collects rocks. Because Zemnu is 11 feet tall and he also weighs 1,100 pounds, 499 kilograms. It's pretty big. That's a huge for teddy bear. Even the giant teddy bears don't weigh that much. Um, there's another funny thing about Zemnu. Um, 
One time he was uh he was gloating. He's probably monologuing. Someone snuck up behind <laughs> him and hit him with a wrench. Knocked him unconscious. Knocked him on just a wrench? Uh a large monkey wrench. Wow. See, that's what happens when you're when you're you're playing around, you're not focusing, you don't have your eye on the ball, and the next thing you know, boom. Zemnu does seem a little bit like maybe full of himself, a little pompous. Yeah. Likes to likes to brag. If he could just focus on his uh, goal of repopulating his his home planet, I think he'd be fine. <laughs> he just needs to write the next big hit children's show. That's right, Astro. Uh, what was it, astronaut? Astronauts. Astronauts. Hey, if anybody wants to make the logo for the Astronauts TV show, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I think just... uh, I think I think our fan Andy Baker might be uh, interested in doing that. He's pretty good. I, that might be that might be beneath him. I don't know. I mean, he's That's like a true. professional. I mean, he's he did uh, violence for Africa. Violins. Oh, I thought it was violence. I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Chris. Anything else you want to add? Um. No, I was actually really glad to learn about some new uh some new comic book characters. Yeah, like we said, hopefully uh they get introduced into the MCU or even hey into some kind of Marvel film. I don't know. I don't know who owns the rights to these. That would be interesting. If we can find out who owns the rights to Zemnu and to Swarm. I'm going to guess that Sony owns the rights to Swarm. Just because of his Spider-Man connections? Because of his Spider-Man connections. That's my go- my uh, my guess. Zemnu, I'm going to say, since he is known as Zemnu the Hulk, I'm going to say that Universal has those rights. Um with anything Hulk related that that goes over there. So I'm going to say that uh, it's possible that Marvel studios does not own the rights to either of these characters. Uh, I don't see it immediately right now. So I'm not sure we could try to look, we could try to look into it. Yeah. I might, uh, I might tweet out to uh, Kevin Feige or some people at Marvel and see if they, if they know, maybe we can get an answer. Maybe no one owns it and they're just whatever. You can use these characters. Any, any movie you want. I know sometimes they make deals in order to like get certain characters. I know that happened between Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. They they swapped characters, rights. Oh. Um, and then, like, what else? Like, uh, Quicksilver's been in uh, X-Men and also in the Avengers because they kind of swap sides. Mm-hmm. They just weren't allowed to say the word X-Men in the Avengers. Well, yeah, and that's why, I don't know if you've been, uh, have you heard of the new Marvel show called The Inhumans? I've seen the previews for it. Yeah, it looks awful, and it's supposed to be really bad. Mm-hmm. But um, in in the MCU, they're since they can't use the word mutant, they're trying to focus more on Inhumans as like the mutant uh, ability. And unfortunately, it's really really lagging because the Inhumans, from what I've heard, is like one of the worst t- uh, comic book adaptations uh, yeah, like, ever I've, made. Is that the one that started out as a movie, but then they took that down? Now they're doing it as a TV series. With, yeah, so with the actor that played uh, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. supposed to be a movie. And then now they're making it into a TV show with Ramsey Bolton playing one of the characters in it. I the only character I know is Black Bolt. Uh, he's like the king, I believe. Yes. And um, he has a teleporting dog. Yeah, they have a teleporting dog. His wife's name is Medusa, I believe, and her hair is like magical. Yeah, people are some people are unhappy with uh, that with her character portrayal. Yeah, they said it looks really dumb. They said. Yeah. But uh, in Agents of Shield, I stopped w- watching Agents of Shield like mid season three. But in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they incorporated the Inhumans to the plot to kind of give a lot of the characters, like, special powers. And uh, it was it was fine, but I'm kind of curious now how they're going to incorporate 
these Inhumans from the show with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Inhumans because they kind of already went into the origins of the Inhumans. The same characters? Different characters. Okay. Different characters. I'm I'm not going to watch the show. I think it looks really stupid. I, I, I have better things to do as well, so I don't think exactly. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch it at all. But, uh, yeah, think, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, in the world of comic book news, you know, we got um, Justice League coming out next month. So uh, hopefully that's pretty good. We'll see what happens with that. We will see. I I personally think the trailers look good. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it looks pretty good. I'm I'm interested to see like how it comes out because Joss Whedon took over like editing and directing duties because That's of right. the tragedy that Zack Snyder had. But I've yet to see Wonder Woman. I just haven't gotten a chance to see it, and I know it's on DVD now, so I yes. can probably red box it soon. I actually but will I be do doing the same. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, so I definitely need to give that a give that a chance. So for your uh, your National Comic Book Day, enjoy it. It's not National Free Comic Book Day. That's in the spring, I believe. I was trying to find the origins of this holiday, and I really couldn't find anything as to why September 25th is National Comic Book Day. <laughs> but celebrate appropriately. Go ahead and uh, you know go get yourself a comic book. Go support your local your local stores, your writers, and keep the medium alive. That way, it doesn't disappear, and we have all these cool stories to tell. Well said, Steve. Thank you. Thanks. So please remember there's going to be a Twitter poll online where you can vote for who you think would win between Zemnu and the Swarm, two of Marvel's uh, tier three villains. But, you know, never never know what's going to happen there. For what it's worth, Zemnu could be uh, like a main. There's no reason he couldn't be a main villain. He's he's powerful. And I think I think Swarm would work well in a team, kind of like the Sinister yes, Six. Yes, agreed. So that'd be or cool in like a TV show. That. He's a good uh, a TV show villain yeah. or something. Yeah, you never know. He might be in like Daredevil or one of those Netflix yeah, shows. Yeah, for like like three or four episodes, something like that. Yeah, you never know. So so we'll see. So keep in touch. We'll see what happens. Please remember to vote, spread the word. And as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Comic book fans unite. September 25th is National Comic Book Day. DC Comics, then known as National Allied Publications, and Marvel emerged as the biggest names in the business and kick-started the genre's golden age. That era saw the creation of Superman, Batman, Captain America, and many others. National Comic Book Day is a day when fans set aside their differences and celebrate. DC or Marvel, hard copy or digital, Aquaman or Iron Man, go out and celebrate. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.